All right, welcome to the first episode of the Corner 3 Podcast. I'm your co-host, Canyon Cole. And I'm your other co-host, Marshall Clayton. And this is, like I said, the Corner 3 Podcast, where we will be talking about NBA basketball and college basketball both. Um, Marshall here is more or less the NBA expert out of the two of us, and I'm more the college expert, but we both have a healthy knowledge of, of both sides, so we'll communicate let you guys know our opinions on things hot takes and things like that and if you're listening you can agree or disagree we could care less uh we'll start it out here with the nba stuff for about 30 minutes and we'll transition into college so marsh if you want to give us one of your top three most surprising teams of the season we'll get started yeah so i think uh one of my top surprising ones is uh the cleveland cavaliers uh eight and one start the season second in the east uh I knew I, I expected them to be good. I just didn't accept them expect them to be this good this early. Uh, bringing in Donovan Mitchell, you know, always trying to make that fit work with a lot of young players around them can be a little frustrating. So, it, but they've they've they're flowing well, and uh, Donovan Mitchell's playing out of his mind with you know scoring 31, 31 a night, shooting over forty four percent from three. I mean that that's un- insane from him. And if that is if, it, if that's a trend that keeps up, that's going to be uh, great for them. Yeah, you know, it's uh, crazy because a lot of people question whether or not Donovan Mitchell could play next to a smaller guard. Uh, and one of those people yeah. was everybody in the front office of my lovely New York Knicks. And so far, he's looking pretty good next to Darius Garland. Granted, they've only played two games together. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had Cleveland in here, and I agree. I expect them to be pretty good, but I didn't expect them to be this good this early, especially after Garland went down with the injury. and. Right. You know, you look at the box score and you see Dean Wade getting some minutes in, and you don't expect any, any NBA team playing Dean Wade to go crazy, but he's <laughs> yeah, having a pretty good year. Works. Yeah, that, that, and, and I think that's the thing with the Cavs. Uh, I think with the Cavs, it's exciting for them is Evan Mobley's not even playing the best mm-hmm. basketball to start this his second year. I think he's kind of been up and down a lot. Same with Karis LeVert, which – Maybe that's just the player Karis Levert is. We and he's kind of up and down, but when he's good, he's. I mean, he can put up thirty a night for them. You know, any yeah. any type of night he can get get a bucket. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Darius Garland is. I think is the X factor. I think he has a level of all star out of the rest of the roster outside of Don Mitchell and Evan Mobley that he can get to. And if he reaches that level, they. I mean, the sky's the limit for them. They could be a terror in the uh, top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that team is. Uh... So young, you know, they're token quote unquote veterans are barely. I mean, I don't, I can't remember Donovan Mitchell's age off the top of my head, but Jared Allen would be their next oldest player, and he's right. 25, 26. Yeah, haven't even mentioned him, and he's, I mean, arguably one of the best defensive defenders, yeah. you know, big man defenders in the league right now. And I mean, he was in talks, you know, last year. I mean, he was an all star last year, so that's a mm-hmm. whole other piece that we haven't even taken uh, into account yet. And Kevin Love. God, Kevin Love, how old is he now? But he's still. I don't know. He dropped about a thousand points. <laughs> dropped about a thousand points on Obi Toppin's defensive prowess there, but. Obi Toppin, man. Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes. Where we talk about that in those two names from New York and for a, hey, a long time. Quote unquote, untouchable in that trade talk. <laughs> untouchable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rolling but on. Yeah, yeah moving yeah. on to uh, another team. I think I think that we've said enough about the Cavs. So moving on, but. Uh, Portland uh, in the Western Portland, Conference. Yeah. I have yeah, Portland. So. So, yeah, I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of the same just it, mm-hmm. with all different teams kind of playing a lot better basketball than we thought. But Portland, I, I, I'm i glad. It's cool to see them be good. I've, I've always had a, a thing for, you know, watching Damian Lillard play basketball. And yeah. even though he uh, absolutely, you know, ended OKC, you know, yeah, with the wave. Wasn't, wasn't pretty. That still hurts. But he's just he's just ice cold, and so when when he gets going, he's fun to watch, and he looks healthier than he's ever been. And they also invested in Anthony Simons, and it's it looks like that's going to be worth worth their time as well, and worth their money. Yeah, I was a uh, pretty low on Anthony Simons when he came out. Uh, yeah, really, when they when they made that pick, I was pretty surprised by it. I don't remember what the pick number was, but it was pretty high. But they gave him that extension, and he's uh he's playing worth his money right now. And the crazy thing is, they're you know they're playing as good as they are, and their lottery pick doesn't really do anything in any of these games. Shaden Sharp's about three years away from being anything special, but right, 
he's doing what they want or he's doing what they need him to do. They got Josh Hart playing like an actual NBA basketball player. Yusuf great role still, player, Josh yeah. Hart. I mean, he plays his ass off every single night. That's it's just mm-hmm. a great person to have on your team when if your stars don't have it. And then, you know, you got Yusuf Nurchich who's eight foot five and four thousand pounds, so he's a guaranteed twelve and twelve a night. And then unsung hero Jeremy Grant, everywhere he's been. There's there's my guy, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Love Grant that guy. Doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, coming off of the season in Detroit where he averaged I think twenty, if not more. I think he averaged about twenty point three, somewhere around there and everybody was down on him. And the Blazers yeah. went in on him. They trade did they trade for him or did they sign him? Uh, they, I believed, I believe they traded for him. Uh, I'd have to double check that, but yeah, Jeremy Grant's been, he's been a great addition, especially, I mean, he just feels like he, his, his career has kind of flown under the radar in terms of, I mean, he was playing great for the Thunder in that last year he was with them. He had kind of developed a three point shot along with his athletic ability. And then, you know, when he was on the tanking Pistons, you're not going to get yeah. much, much TV time there, but mm-hmm. he was playing great basketball and now now showing it off in Portland. So I think that that team's playing a lot better. I Right now there's, they find themselves fourth in the West. I don't know if that sticks. I think they're going to be more in, a, in the fighting for that play-in spot yeah. or in the playing conversation. I mean, I, I could see him top six. But uh, that, but if Simons is hitting his threes and Dame Lillard's being Dame Lillard, they, that, the, you know, they have enough star power to do what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, who who you got at uh, your third surprising team? See if I have it down as well. My third surprising. This was tough. I another team in the East. I I, I look at the standings and I just I, it adds up. I mean, there's not a lot of surprising teams left up there. I think it's pretty standard. I mean, obviously you find Brooklyn and Philly down at the bottom. That that wasn't what everyone thought. But yeah. I think my third best team would have to be. Uh, is Utah and I hate I hate saying Utah because I don't think this this uh, this sticks seven and three to start the season. But yeah. uh, if they're truly going to tank, their GM is going to have to make some moves because they just have way too many good role players with a lot of good experience, a lot of you know vets around there. So it, it, they know that how to win a, 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 on a random night in an NBA. Mm-hmm. Together. Yeah, Danny Danny Ainge has to be the most stressed out. Winning GM there is in the NBA right now. Oh, for sure, for he's sure. Got, he he's got Larry Bird going off for twenty a night. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, is that? I mean, playing like he's back in Finland, playing, playing and you know, in that work. yeah. And then and then uh, you got Kelly Olynyk, Olynyk oh, doing what the he's worst, doing. The I mean, worst person to watch play basketball ever. With that hair, I mean, it's just it's it's not a pretty sight. And the crazy thing is, you know, they made the trade with Donovan Mitchell and they got O'Shea Akbaji, and I think he played his first 14 minutes of the season the other night in, like, their seventh game. Yeah. And so... He's just uh, not not a part of the rotation right now. And, and I don't saying. get that. If you're going to... If your whole deal is the tank, which I know Adam Silver's saying he's going on a tangent and not letting people do it, well, good luck. People are going right. to do it. Why would you not play your 23-year-old lottery pick? Yeah, I, I'm just it, – it's the perfect type of season to get him as much development experience as possible. So with them uh, kind of, you know, taking it slow, I know they don't want to rush him into anything. But, I mean, any experience is good experience in a season yeah, that you're I'm, not even worried about again, winning a championship or making a run in the playoffs. And, again, he's one of the few lottery picks that aren't 19 years old out of the past five years. So, I mean, it's not like it's anything physicality-wise he can't handle right now. Right. I mean, they got Taylor Horton Tucker out here playing 30 minutes a game, and I don't know what the deal with that guy is, but everybody thinks he's a godsend and he's just not good at basketball, and he wasn't in college. And, yeah, and I think he got he got some extra love, you know, being on the Lakers. Uh, yeah, so. the Lakers valued him <laughs> unbelievably high. They needed him, no they needed him about 30 minutes a night. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, those are my three. Uh, it, I know you had a couple of the same ones, but uh, – what about, is there any that you Yeah, have? you know, I had uh, ja- the Jazz and the Blazers I had down. And I also had the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs, Spurs aren't yeah. necessarily, you know, playing as well as the Jazz are right now. But I think they're top 20 in the power rankings. And if you can name me four players on the Spurs right now, then I'll give you $5. Uh, 
All right. Well, let me earn. Let me earn that five dollars. Right. Yeah. Got Jakob Hurdle. Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Keldon Johnson. He's it, watch out for that guy. Yeah. You got Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell. And then you've ooh. oh oh <laughs> you've got uh Trey Jones. There you go. There's four. I'll there give you five dollars next time I see right. it. See, that's that's a beer. For that's somebody a beer. that watches for someone that watches NBA basketball. It's a pretty hard. It's pretty impressive that you can't name, or it's tough for you to name four players, and they're still top twenty in the power rankings. Granted, yeah. it's a uh, it's a real young season, and they have top five, if not the best coach of NBA basketball of all time. But right. I mean, like you said, Keldon Johnson playing incredible. No one saw that coming. I'm a big no. draft guy, and was not big on him. Didn't see any part of his game translating as a six six power forward. I mean, he's turned into a two-way player. I mean, he's scoring yeah. and defending. He's I mean, averaging. He's playing. I think he's yeah. averaging about twenty points a game right now as a six-foot-six power forward. Granted, it's a smaller league, but I yeah, mean, it, it, he's, his athletic ability has been. Has it's been hard. Crazy. It's hard to get drafted as a point guard nowadays at six-six, let alone right. a power forward. So he's playing out yeah. of his mind. But I mean, that's and the it, only team I had besides the ones you listed. Yeah, and uh, Devin Bissell also a big part. He's of that. coming into his own. Yeah, and, he, he he's benefited more from the Dejounte Murray trade than anyone else. I think. Yeah, it's, I agree. Kind of had him step up in that role. And uh, a trend I think we'll run into a whole lot in this podcast is we're going to talk about picks that I said the Knicks should have taken when they were available <laughs> and didn't. And Devin Vassell right up there with that with those people. I don't remember who we drafted instead of him, but that was the Tyrese Halliburton trade draft. Oh, oh, that's the Obi Toppin. Okay. That's the Obi Toppin draft. Yeah, yeah. So. Both Devin Vassell and Tyrese Halliburton were on the board when we took Obi Toppin at seven. And as you know, and as people on this podcast will soon know, I am probably the top five biggest Tyrese Halliburton fan in the, of people that watch basketball. I love that guy's game. I wanted him for the Knicks so badly, and when he got to number seven, I was like, we got it. Franchise point guard, first time in 20 years? No, we drafted the 23-year-old power forward with bad hips. And, uh, Unreal. I'll get off that tangent, but yeah, those are the <laughs> Devin Vassell playing really well. Um, Jakob Pertle wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved before the deadline to help a team that's contending. Cause I mean, he's 27 ish, I think, and playing the best basketball of his career. He's, he's an underrated center. He's a really good starter in the NBA for that. Five yeah. Season. He's kind of played a lot better than I thought he was, than I thought he was capable of. Uh, he's, he's defending and, and he just has a crafty offensive type of game that, Sneaky, crafty around the yeah. rim and type thing. So it's, it's he reminds me. He reminds me a lot of Ivica Zubac. Yeah, Clippers yeah. very underrated, but very good at what he does. Yeah, kind of like Stephen Adams throughout his whole career. Stephen Adams was a twelve and ten guy and one of the best twelve and ten guys of all time. Right, you're not going to get any type of all star performance from them, but yeah. you're going to get the same type of production each night. So reliable. There's not very little off nights for those guys, mm -hmm. but. The Spurs also, you know, kind of do what the Jazz have done. They have a lot of vets, not not you know just role playing vets. So I mean, they're just playing smart basketball. I mean, Doug McDermott is is shooting great from three. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dougie McBuckets. Dougie Buckets, continue. Man. I mean, he's an NBA vet at this at this time in his career for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, him and Pirtle just been been big for for the Spurs. Yeah. So let's go from. Uh... Are some of the most surprising teams to uh, the disappointing teams. And I think before you name me yours, I guarantee you I can name two of them. Okay. And those are the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I, I, I would say the Lakers for sure for me. The Nets, no. I, I, the Nets, I felt like I – obviously they have tons of star power in Kyrie yeah. and KD. But uh, th that roster is just not good. Ben Simmons, um, just not a good basketball player. Uh, Royce O'Neal has has been their most best player out of anybody. Yeah. I mean, outside of the two stars. So you know, they, but they definitely not on my list just because I I did not have high hopes coming in for them. I I felt like that was going to be a, a train wreck, and it's exactly what it's turned out. To be. And you, you know, you come into the train wreck of the Kyrie Irving stuff, which we don't need to talk about. But yeah, that's been that's been talked about enough. And, the one uh, thing I think I'll say we got the Nets before we uh, just don't talk about them again is. I would not be surprised if Kevin Durant's traded again but before the trade deadline. And at this point in his career, you know, I've never been a big KD fan of his personality, and I know you as a Thunder fan aren't either. But I would right. almost love, I'd love to see that because I don't want to see 
one of the best basketball talents of our of the entire life like lifespan of basketball, right. not just of our generation, like top all time. Waste the right. end of his career with the injuries he's gone through. I mean, you saw what he did and, Daniel Gafford the other day. You know, I don't want to see that wasted on a team. No. Like, I don't want to see that happen. Like what happened with Carmelo. And no, I'm not saying they're in the same. They're not the same. Kevin Durant's way right. better than Carmelo ever was, but it's just like you don't want to see it wasted, no matter how much you don't like him. Right, and Katie's like he's at a point in his career. He's getting older, mm-hmm. and, and but he's he's perfected his craft. He, I mean, he's scoring over thirty a night and just. Uh, absolutely killing him off the side of the floor. And he, and he can be good defensively when he wants to be. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see him wasted in Brooklyn. And at this point in Brooklyn, you know, in the off season, I get why they, they just, you know, did not care about his his trade demands. Because yeah. it's like we, we, they want to win, and there was reason. That they had him signed to a contract. There's reason to keep him. But at this point, with all the distractions and everything, it might just be better for the Nets to say, hey, look, we'll get, we can still get a lot back in a trade for Kevin Durant because he's under contract. So whoever gets him yeah. is going to have him for a while. So that, it's willing to throw, you know, some assets for him. Especially if the rumors of Ime Udoka being their next head coach are true, you need to go ahead and yeah. get him out of that train wreck because that is laughable. That yeah. is laughable that they would bring Ime Udoka on as a staff. After coach. after but, everything they've, they're going through, yeah. you know, and I, I, I get Ime Udoka is, is a great coach. He seems like he would be, you know. Awful human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll move on from that. Well, but, and, uh, uh, you know, I just wanna, adding I more distraction to, to distractions exactly. that, that need to be, you know. Well, and we'll we'll move on with the Nets on that. Now I, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, and I want to get one of my biggest hot takes out right now. And I've tweeted it before. You probably heard me talk about it. Anthony Davis is the most overrated basketball player. I've one, if not the most overrated top five that I've witnessed. And I understand right. when he got drafted, the potential and everything, but was it Dwight Howard that was left off the top 75 list or was he on it? Yeah. No, he was left off. And Anthony Davis was put on it. Anthony yes. Davis's career has not sniffed Dwight Howard's. Right. I he, think Anthony Davis has all the talent in the world. It's just, he cannot put it out there consistently. Well, and even when he was held, I know he's injured now, but when he was in new Orleans, what did he do? I mean, how many of those New Orleans rosters were that much worse than Dwight's Orlando rosters? Right, and Dwight had them playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. You you know, and I mean, and he was a freak. And Anthony Davis has survived off of his freshman year of college hype for nine years and ten years in the NBA now. He's just not—he's not him. Like he's not. I don't. The thing, right? And the thing with LA is like you know Russ. Given Russ the last couple games, I'll, I'll shout him out. He's he's playing a lot better mm. off the bench. I think that was shooting better in every statistical category than LeBron James <laughs> is right now. Yeah, and he but Russ sucked loudly to start the season, and that's mm-hmm. what got you know media pundits are gonna go crazy, fans are gonna go crazy over that, and it was just it was it was it was not pretty to watch. Yeah, uh, but Anthony Davis at the same time has quietly been terrible. His he has been terrible shooting I'm, from the three. Did you and he see might, the... he put up twenty and ten? And but if he's not shooting, you know, outside, he's just like the rest well, of the team. Here's the deal, Marshall. When you're seven foot tall, two hundred and fifty pounds, and you're the second option on your team, and everybody else on your team can't even dribble, then you're probably going to average <laughs> twenty and ten. Like you know, it's just right. That team is it's, bad. The when you're that big and bad. athletic. Yeah. And L.A. I mean, they're just. It's kind of reminiscent of the old L.A. when they tra- traded for Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. It's just. Yeah. Too many old guys. Uh, you didn't. You didn't save enough money. You didn't strategize well enough to build the, around them. So there's a lot of guys that shouldn't be playing NBA basketball consistently playing for yeah. the Lakers right now. It's just a ba- really, really bad combination. Just to sum up the Lakers talk here, any team that is being saved by Matt Ryan, uh, not the not the quarterback, the. <laughs> DoorDash delivery driver, then you've got some issues. So we'll move on from the Lakers. Who can we can we can we can we give uh, Matt Ryan's like facial expression after he hit that three? Some some uh, yeah. What was that? That I never That's, want to see that again. Oh, you know, I know what that is, Marshall. That's the white guy hitting a game winner. If, if I'm LeBron, I'm telling him in the locker room, be like, hey, thanks for this. Thank good luck hitting the shot, but. Let's let's, hey, let's 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 simmer down. Many a time in my playing career have I hit a shot and made the exact same face, so I won't say anything. <laughs> it about was prettier that. than that one. It was okay. it was better than that one. Uh, but yeah, I we say, can move on from Lakers. No no need to talk about bad basketball on, anymore. 
as we move on here with the time and everything, let's go ahead and go into our um, league pass. Our yeah. league pass teams that we'd like to watch. Our favorite league pass teams right now. Uh, so, mine. Oh, yeah. You want to go first? Yeah, you go ahead and start it. Go ahead and start okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, my my top one right now, it's pretty probably pretty obvious, but it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. Uh, just watching watching John Morant play. I mean, I, I have it on right now. I think they just I think they just beat the Wizards uh, mm-hmm. here tonight. Uh, but John Morant just absolutely destroying every single night. Anyone, any anyone in front of him. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's another All Star guard or or a random point guard on a Tuesday night. He's putting up whatever he wants yeah. to do and his athletic ability. I mean, he's just, he's going on a different level this year so far. So it's just really fun to watch. And they're doing all this without Jaron Jackson. Yeah. I mean, arguably the third best player. Yeah. Know. Desmond Baines having a heck of a year. We talked about him the other day. He's got the shortest arms in NBA history, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's, t- he's a T-Rex out there. He's a yeah. bulky T-Rex and he's, He's that man is six foot three. I don't even know. He is a thick man, and he's out here dropping threes like it's nothing. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, shooting forty seven percent from three this year and on that, on nine attempts a game. Yeah, that's I insane. mean that I was about to say that's insane coming from a guy whose primary offense is three points to shoot forty seven percent. It's just the pairing between Jaw and Desmond Bain couldn't have been better. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been imagined better by the Memphis front office. Than the, way, been. the way that Memphis front office is conducting things, you know, from, you know, Steven Adams for the regular season, just in there beating people up. And then, yeah. you know, you get, it, Jaren, you get Jaren back for the playoffs. They'll be fine there. And then just draft-wise, you know, they I, I liked that they drafted Kennedy Chandler uh, this past right. year just as a backup guard. You know, Tyus Jones is definitely playing himself into eventually becoming a starting point guard. So Kennedy Chandler will pick up his slack. Uh, I'm not too big on Jake LaRavia, but he's shooting the heck out of the ball right now. And I I like David Roddy. And I, 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 really I like was going to say, I love David Roddy, Roddy in Colorado State. I felt like he I mean, he's a big guy and he can shoot. He can put up, he, he can yep. get buckets in college. We'll see if that translates. But and I he, like how much time they're giving him. Yeah, you know, in games. So you know, he gives you kind of flashes of uh, not the athleticism, but all the other skill of the guy we were talking about a second ago, Keldon Johnson. You know, yeah, exactly, same type of of player, right? And I think with the the Grizzlies, is they realized what kind of went wrong in their grit and grind Grizzlies Mm -hmm. era. They didn't have enough offense. The defense was great, but they just didn't have enough outside shooting. Yeah, Uh, and and the NBA, the way it was, you know, the game was changing. It kind of left them behind. But I think. Nowadays they have the the offense is insane now. I mean, they have Jaw, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, who also could put up put put up you know yep. points in a hurry. But they also have that that physicality still on the other end. That they, I mean, t- Taylor Jenkins is a good coach, and you can tell that because he's making John Conchar an NBA player, <laughs> yeah. and nobody knows who John Conchar is or who he was before this season. But he started for him, and he made Evan Fournier look like a newborn baby deer trying to play defense on him. Yeah. And then, uh, the, another, a guy that's kind of came out of his, out of his shell this year's the Santi Aldama big man. Yeah. He uh, lit the Knicks up, man. Yeah. And it, tonight, I, I don't think he did much on the offensive floor, but he's, he just, he does the little things and plays really hard on both. Out of for them. Loyola, Maryland. I'm pretty sure the 30th pick of that draft. You are correct. I would have not known that for the that's... life of me, but I just looked at him and it was Loyola. You, absolute psycho. psycho. (laughs) And the crazy thing about that is that gives me high hopes for Jake LaRavia because when they drafted Santi Aldama, everybody was like, what are you doing? And, you know, like even me, a guy that just watches college basketball all year round, I had no idea who Santi Aldama was. No. Didn't know at all until I saw him go off on the uh, first two games. Yeah, and then they draft Jake LaRavia, and he's probably going to end up being the same type of player. Yeah, and – he also getting 16 minutes tonight. They're they're so they're not. A, I love how they're they're playing their stars, but they're also getting the young guys mixed in, and that, that, that's going to be know, a good thing for them late in the year. An unsung an unsung t- player on that team who I believe is injured right now is Zaire Williams. Yeah, former top 15 player in his class. that played at Stanford and probably had the worst type of college situation where they didn't even play at home that entire year. A lot right. of people slept on him. You know they drafted him. Pretty early, I think, in the lottery, if not directly after, and uh, 
he started games for him last year. Multiple games he started in the playoffs for him, and he's been hurt almost this whole year along with Jaron. So, like, when those two come back, that team's... Yeah, he's just another awesome. athletic guy you can you can run the two-man game with, with Josh. Exactly. Just, you're going to be unstoppable. So, so yeah, that, that, that's my, one of my most exciting team. Uh, they're just a lot of fun this year. I think I think it, people got to watch Jaw because the way Jaw plays, it won't. It, it's not going to be a long time thing. So you want to enjoy it while you can. Exactly. Uh, I think my league pass team it was tied between two, and the person who lost the tie was the Magic, and that's just strictly because Paulo Boncaro is an absolute monster, and I yep. love Franz Wagner. Yeah. But I decided to go a different way with the Indiana Pacers. And why is that, Marshall? Your guy. Your guy. And Tyrese Halliburton, top five-point guard in the NBA right now. Put money on it. I'll take him over almost anybody. And then I love Benedict Matherin. I was yeah. high on he, him he, coming out of – I was high on him coming out of college. Not this high. Did not Arizona. see Arizona. 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 There we go. There we yeah, go. Matt, you know, I did not see this coming. He's averaging 20 points a game right now. Arguably, I mean, you know, he's throwing blows with Paulo right now for Rookie of the Year considerations. He is on an absolute tear. And and I thought they would they would put it, move him into the starting lineup, but maybe that six-man role is just a great fit for him. Well, Chris, 30 minutes off the bench. Chris Duarte just got hurt, so I believe. It's true. So. I think he'll end up starting here pretty soon. But, I mean, I mean Rick Carlisle is a coach there. Uh, yeah. No reason to rush him into it. That team is bad. The only yeah. reason I like watching them is because of those two. And so they're they're just getting blown out in games right now. But offensively, they look amazing. Defensively, I mean, get Miles Turner out of there. Yeah, he's, he, 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 he's, he he's demanding trades on podcasts. Did you see that he, by chance? Yeah, he he doesn't uh, he doesn't fit the timeline. He's a good player still. Doesn't fit their timeline. I think he's yeah. in his eighth year. They're in their second and first. They need to get rid of him. Uh, give Isaiah Jackson some burn. See if he can turn into the rim protector everybody thought he would be. Jalen Smith is not it. But no. if they can figure out the three through five spot in that team in about four yeah. years, that's going to be a really, a really good team. Obviously, there's a reason they need to tank, and that's because they have two guys of the future, and I think the rest is – guys that won't be on the roster in the next two yeah. or three years. Oh, so, I, I mean, Chris Dort, maybe maybe he yeah. he might still be around. That's another young guy they like. But, yeah, they, they definitely need to find themselves in the bottom of the East this year and get a good draft pick. Uh, right now sitting at seventh, so uh, a little under 500. And I think that's more just because the East has been a little underwhelming to start mm -hmm. the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So we'll move on from that, and I think we're going to end our NBA talk here on your uh, games of the week you want us to watch. Yeah, so uh, games of the week, I think uh, Monday, you got to start Monday. I, every single team in the in the league plays on Monday with, with voting day being the next day, so mm -hmm. everyone gets a game tomorrow night. And I think uh, you got to start out with uh, the Bucks-Hawks, 7-15 mm -hmm. tomorrow night in Atlanta. Uh, I think I – think we we've seen a, the Bucks undefeated, still nine and zero, haven't lost yet. To start the also season. before we move on, uh, on the Atlanta Hawks is another All Star the Knicks should have traded for, but he also is that Trey Young. That is not Trey Young. That is Dejounte Murray, <laughs> who dropped 37, 36 or thirty eight on us. Anyway. We're just going to open up all the New York Knicks wounds for you tonight. That's fine. Anyway, uh, no Bucks. But yeah, yeah, the Bucks Hawks I think is a great game. Uh, Bucks continuing to play hard. It's in Atlanta, so that's another another line, uh, uh, another reason I want to watch it. But another thing I want to see about the Hawks is uh, they started the season strong. They're six and three. I think they've lost their last two, but they started the season hot. And but I think that was mainly in in part because of how soft their schedule was. I think they played mm -hmm. you know some very very bad teams to start the year. So. Um, I want to see if they can continue their play. I, I think we're kind of figuring out, oh, they might not be as good as they looked because of that soft schedule. Yeah. One thing I'll say about the Hawks is I think they're not in the not as drastically. They're going to run into the same issue the Knicks have, and they need a new coach. Uh, yeah. I, I hate Trey Young with a burning passion. I hated him in college. I've hated him every step of the way. Great basketball player. Won't ever argue that. He is very talented. DeJounte Murray, very talented. John Collins, very talented. Capella, Onyeka Nkongwu, all these guys. Nate McMillan yeah. is not a good coach. 
and he never has uh, been. Yeah. And yeah. so that's He's the only thing I'll say about that. That team won't reach their potential until they get rid of their defensive coach. Anyway, what? Yeah, and I, I, but I do like the Dejounte Murray move they had. Uh, I think that was a great pairing next to Trey, who's Agreed. obviously, you know, defensively, you know, he's not going to be great except for his mm-hmm. size and just the weight, how tiny he is. But um, moving on to the next game, I think we should watch out. I mean, there's a lot, always there's great night. That's the best thing about NBA. There's always great games each night. Agreed. Yep. The, the, the talent is so good. The young, the young guys coming up is is fun to watch, but. Another one I would like to watch is uh, Friday night, uh, November 11th. Uh, we get Cavaliers at Golden State oh. for their first match of the year. And I think the Warriors obviously are in, are in, a, in a lull right now. They're 3-7. and seven. Uh, Steph, I, I think, has played fine. Clay obviously not playing well. Draymond's been fine. Jordan Poole is definitely... Struggling to start. The yeah, year, haven't you know. heard much about Jordan Poole since he no, got and he's, he got paid since he got paid. Uh, not, I, I don't think it's correlated. You know, it's it's just it, you know unlucky. I think I, 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 I'm I'm the, I've never been the highest on Jordan Poole. I think he does some great cool things on the court. I don't know how consistently he can do those things. Yeah. He's such a one-on-one ISO guy. I don't know if that's what the Warriors want in a guy. You know, with how they've played for so long. I think what they need coming forward is uh, to stop spinning and investing so many minutes in James Wiseman. Um, yeah, uh, it's not a good look if, if that guy needs to go get some G League look at and, this point in his career. Well, what I will not be surprised if it happens is if he gets traded away within the next 20, 20-ish games because to keep the same team they have right now primarily, the Warriors have to waive somewhere around like 12 to $15 million in cap space. And yep. so it's probably going to come down to Draymond Green or James Wiseman. And off the top of your head, do you know what James Wiseman contract is next year? Uh, I'm going to guess $12 million? $12 million it is. $12 million. It is $12 million. Okay. So I think it might be slightly higher, but he's right in that range they need to get rid of in order to keep this core together. And yeah. I'm not too big on Draymond right now. I love Draymond Green, but I don't think he's he's not who he used to be. So no. it'll be interesting to see which way it goes with that. Yeah, I it's I think they're caught in. I think Draymond still has some life in him. I think he can still get mm-hmm. them to the, help them get to a championship. So I don't know if they're ready to you know lose that yet. But I could also see him them giving up on him and it kind of costing them. You know, so yeah. it kind of goes both ways. It, it could help them and hurt them both. But yeah, I think this is a big game for the Cavs too. Uh, you know, come in, you know, make a statement against the you know the defending champs on their court. And the show that the Cavs are real, uh, that, that mm-hmm. it's not just a you know hot start for for no reason. I agree. Sounds like a good game. Who's your third game? Third game, uh, it's on Sunday, Canyon. You know who plays on Sunday? The Knicks. The, uh, yeah, the Knicks play on Sunday. You know who they play on Sunday? A week from today, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna be checking in and watching that game. We're gonna yeah, have. I'll watch that one. <laughs> it's it. But well, the best part, it starts at 11 a.m. in, in MSG uh, oh, Central Time. That's a so terrible game. We got a little. <laughs> we got a little matinee action, early morning breakfast. Uh, breakfast NBA basketball before the NFL gets started. So I, I will definitely be you, checking in that one. I'll bet you five bucks right now. The Knicks win that game. All right, I'll put the five bucks you owe me on the on the line. So. Right, bet. It's on the podcast. <laughs> You so you're on the Knicks. That you think they pull oh, yeah. that one out? Yeah, we're both both Thunder Knicks four and five. Uh, I would say that Knicks four and five has been a lot prettier than the Thunder. We Thunder, you know, they went on a four game win streak, and then I've kind of you know uh, last two have been very ugly. La- uh, last night playing the Bucks without Giannis, without Middleton getting you know their asses kicked. Yeah, um, so uh, it wasn't great. I will say I think it'll be a good matchup, RJ versus Shea, because I know RJ will guard Shea. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brunson, Trey Mann, neither one of them can play defense. Or who starts at y'all's two? Lou Dort? Uh, it, it depends. You have to ask Mark Dagnall night in, night out. We, yeah. we have not yet had the second starting lineup happen this I bet late, you don't. I bet you he starts Lou Dort against Jalen Brunson. Yeah, uh, then, Lou Dort will definitely be on Jalen Brunson for most of the night. I agree. And then Josh Giddy will have the easiest defensive game of his life guarding Quentin Grimes. <laughs> uh, but Julius I, I Randall, Julius Randall could go off for you know, 
You know, I could see him going on for twenty five and twelve on for the world's heat. most inefficient twenty five and twelve. Yeah, but he'll 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 be clean in the glass because there is absolutely nobody on the Thunder that could. Yeah, it's, you know, there's luck. It's probably good for the net or the Thunder not having a center that Mitchell Robinson won't play. Or he yeah. might be he might be reevaluated by then. I can't remember that timeline, but I assume if I was the yeah, Nets, that I could help the Thunder play. a lot. I wouldn't, if play he's him, out. I wouldn't play him against the Thunder if he's still hampered because there's no big man threat there. Isaiah Hartenstein can handle that. Yeah, JRE's the, our biggest big guy exactly. outside of the Poku. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for that game. I was as a Thunder fan and you're a Knicks fan, so I thought that'd be a good one to, a good for us to catch. All right, so with that, we wrap up the NBA talk and we get into my domain. Yeah, this 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 is you, my guy. I want to hear I want to hear all of what you got to say with college basketball starting tomorrow. The uh, wonderful what, world you... of college basketball. Tomorrow is the top five day of the year. I will not argue it. I would I like it more than Christmas. I don't care. <laughs> I am so. Even though excited. I will say. There's no, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, there's not a lot of matchups tomorrow that I'm just like. I oh, no, there never that. is. It's everybody's bye week. Uh, it, there never is. I mean, obviously, North Carolina plays tomorrow, I think, against UNC Wilmington. Uh, I'll put, I would not be surprised if that's a 10-point game because that's what the Tar Heels like to do against bad teams at the beginning of the year. Shouts yeah. out, Walford. Uh, but, Thank no, I have – Three games at the end I'll talk about that I like for this week. There's not a lot of big matchups this whole week, really, to be general, until, you know, obviously tournament time with November, when Thanksgiving is here, feast week is the best when matchups really get started. But right. I'll kick off the college basketball portion with my uh, top 30. And I'll, top 30, huh? I'll kind of burn through them here pretty quick. I'll, go, I'll read off five. We can talk about five, and we'll just do it in that order. And this is something yep. I'm going to try and update every week throughout the year. But to start, obviously, my lovely North Carolina Tar Heels at number one. Number one. Imagine you, that, Candy. You can call Imagine. me a homer. I do not care. There is almost no hole in this team. Uh, I don't really need to talk a whole lot about them. I don't want to sound like that's all I'm going to talk about. But they're number one for me. And if really, I don't like that they're number one. I do not yeah. like being number one this year. A lot early. of expectation coming in this year mm-hmm. for uh... – for North Carolina and their head yeah. coach as well. Exactly. Uh, number two, I have Houston, Kelvin Sampson's uh, Houston Cougars. Love uh, what they're building there. Kelvin Sampson is a top five college basketball coach of all time. He, The things he's done with Houston is absolutely insane. Um, obviously, last year they made it, I think, the Elite Eight with their two best players hurt. Marcus Sasser didn't play all year. Marcus Sasser was a preseason All-American. So um, he comes back oh. this year along with uh, heralded recruits and Terrence Arginot and uh, Jarris Walker. So I, I'm looking forward to that team. If you watch, nobody in the United States wants to play Houston. They just beat the heck out of everybody defensively. And they beat you. It doesn't look pretty, but they're going to beat you. A lot of length on that team. Uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Kevin Sanson has them defending. And that's just not – it's a team that can shoot the three as well as Houston can and play defense as well as, again, that's the teams you do not want yeah. to see – in the, uh, when it comes down to March. And then at three, I have Gonzaga, obviously. And those really, as you look at um, everybody's top 25, those three are all the top three, just in different orders. Right. Um, Julian Strother looking to have a big breakout year for the Zags. And obviously they have Drew Timmy, the best footwork in America. I love watching that guy play basketball. He's, he's reaching uh, Perry Ellis and and in terms of how long has that guy been there? I think he's he finally in his been there forever. Yeah, uh, I, ho- I would hope so. Yeah, seniors, um, finally. You know, it's a good team. I don't think Mark Few, it's not Mark Few's best team, but it's still a real talented team all around. Um, uh, who? What guard do you do you expect to step up? I know Jalen Suggs has been gone a year, but... Uh, yeah, and then last who, year was R.J. Nimhar. I'm pretty sure Rasheer Bolton is still there, looking to have a big yep. year from him, along with Hunter Salas, who was, a, I, think, I believe, a five-star recruit last year. Didn't get a lot of burn, but and then Julian Strother, a name I already I brought up, uh, six foot seven, uh, real good shooter, not too good off of movement, real good catch and shooter at least last year. Mm-hmm. Flirted with the NBA draft, decided to come back. I think he's gonna have a heck of a year. He is massive yep. as a two guard. Yep, and I think for Gonzaga, it's always you know with the conference they're in, they, it's it's not something they can help, but 
you know, they, they just got to win each game. And then, you know, yeah. it, their expectation starts in March when they come to the tournament and have to exactly. start playing the big name teams. Agreed. And then number four and five here, I got Baylor, Kansas. Um, yeah. Baylor, best backcourt. I think best backcourt in the all of college basketball outside of North Carolina. Um, they return Adam Flagler and they have Keontae George coming in. And what Scott Drew's done with that team over the last couple of years is, again, pretty incredible. And then obviously you got Kansas. Can't really say much yeah. about Kansas other than Bill Self. Um, yeah. With Coach K retiring last year, Bill Self rightfully takes over the best, call, best. Best, best coach in college basketball. Agreed. And, and what you said on Scott Drew is just, yeah. I remember sitting in a, watching Scott Drew a few years ago in a Baylor Big 12 in a Big 12 tournament game and just thinking, wow, they might fire Scott Drew after this because mm-hmm. they went through a law there where they were not good and he has responded and they are, they've just been playing great basketball for the mm-hmm. last three seasons at least. And then I have here at number six, and I really did not want to put him here. I just don't think I could put him any lower without catching flack is Kentucky. Yeah. I am just not high on Kentucky. Uh, Calipari over the last couple of years has not shown any proof of him still being able to coach. Yeah, I, I mean, Calipari, I mean, Calipari had, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I thought Kentucky was a legitimate title. Anthony, Anthony know, Davis. Was, yeah, and, and last look time. how long. It's been a decade since he's been exactly. in the And then to uh, start the year here, there's no telling how long Oscar, Oscar Sheboy is going to miss. Right. You know, he's. it was reported he had surgery that was no big deal. Uh, that was two weeks before college basketball started, and the day after he was non-weight bearing. So, not a big fan of that. They have uh, Obi Toppin's brother, Jacob Toppin, who apparently the Wildcats have a sensor, I guess, that tracks how often kids are in the gym and getting shots up, and he leads the team in shots up this over the offseason, so he's looking to have a good year. I just, I don't know. I don't see this team being very good. And it just always feels up, like Kentucky comes in with a lot of recruits, and it's just a lot of pieces that never fit together. And, and that's what I'm it's saying. Is Cal never coaches, I, you know, and he hasn't ever had to really since those Memphis teams. And even with that Memphis team, he had D Rose. So it's, I'm not big on Calipari. I like what he does for his yeah. players and getting them successful. But as far See, as a college yeah. basketball coach, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I've never been in on him, and I never will be. Right. Um. Uh, so we'll go. Seven, eight, nine, and ten, real quick. I'll rattle them off and we can talk. Uh, I got UCLA at seven, Arkansas at eight, Duke nine, Tennessee ten. Yeah, and uh, Arkansas is, is interesting there. I think with uh, Eric Musselman, Arkansas is coming in with a lot of expectations. This is his fourth year, I want to say. So, yeah. uh, so they had some expectations last year, and they obviously didn't didn't pan out so well. I think they were knocked out in the first first weekend of the tournament last year. No, but last they, year, they, last year they made it, I think they made it third round. They play, they beat uh, Gonzaga, did they not? That's right. That's right. It was yeah. they. They made it further than it was a year ago. A year ago. Yeah, it was a year before did. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Aramus, the, the, Arkansas just has you know a lot to expectations this year because uh, they're recruiting. Eric Musselman recruiting the crap Nick out Smith, of that. Nick Smith and Anthony Black, real big. Uh, Real big newcomers this year, along with um, Jordan Walsh. Really, really three really good freshmen. I think he's going to do good with those guys. Um, UCLA, all reliable. I mean, they got Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkes back, who I think are in the same boat as Drew Timmy. And how long are they going to be in college basketball? I'm sick and tired of watching Jaime Hawkes average yeah. 15, 5, and 5. And <laughs> Tiger Campbell might be the most reliable point guard in, the, in college basketball. I mean, I think he started since he was a freshman. I believe he came in the same year Dacian Nix was supposed to and ended up going to the Overtime Elite or the G League Ignite. And so I think Tiger Campbell has started every game since he was a freshman. Insane. Um, Duke, I don't want to talk about them. Uh, Now, everybody knows the recruits that they have. Uh, I have them at nine, which I believe is lower than most, and that's not just me hating Duke. That is... Two of their top recruits are, will be injured to start the season. And on top of that, they have a head coach that's never coached before. So, you know, yeah, North Carolina. It's, it, a lot of change is happening in Duke mm-hmm. this year. Uh, so right. I wouldn't expect a, you know, a tiny step back. 
Last year, North Carolina, you know, is Hubert's first year. We had a bunch of upperclassmen. Um, right. John Shire has a bunch of freshmen, and two of which are hurt. The best ones are hurt. So yeah. we'll, they're going to start slow, I think. We'll see how they end up turn, panning out. Uh, Tennessee, I believe, was it Tennessee? Beat the brakes off of Gonzaga in a secret scrimmage. Oh, did not know Absolutely that. Absolutely obliterated them. It might, might be the most talented team Rick Barnes has had at Tennessee. Uh, and they lost a lot last year. So, you know, they brought in, I can't remember the recruits name that they brought in, but brought in a high name guy. Uh, I'm, I'm big on Rick Barnes here at Tennessee. I believe he's done really well there. So I got them running out my top 10. And then I have Creighton at 11 mm-hmm. with a ba- Baylor Schleierman from North Dakota State or South, was it North Dakota? I don't know. The Jackrabbits. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got Oklahoma guy, Trey Alexander there. They got uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner will be back. Uh, they have a lot of guys returning as well. I don't think they will be as good as everybody thinks they will be, but I think mm-hmm. they're riding those last two games of the tournament that they were in. But if you watched their first round game, I think I believe against Ohio- Iowa State, they got very lucky they made it past that first round. So Right. Um, I got TCU at, at 12. You know, Mike Miles, at, or that big guy, O'Bannon, and then Jamie Dixon. And then they got Rondell Walker from OSU. Uh, I like him, and so I got them there. And then I, I think I round out my top 15 with Indiana, Texas, and Arizona. And, and Texas, then, another team that uh, Chris Beard's trying to get to another level. Uh, yeah. Take that next I've step. been pretty disappointed with them. Um We'll see if Chris Beard can get things figured out there this year. Last year was a big disappointment. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Arizona, we'll see how they do coming off of last year. A lot of expectations in the tournament fell short. Uh, a lot of talent on that. In a lot of talent. Kirk Creasa, one of my favorite players in college basketball. Talks trash to everybody. Tiny little guy. <laughs> uh, and then I got – I'll just go ahead and read off. I got Michigan – uh, with Hunter Dickinson and Kobe Kobe Bufkin, and then mm-hmm. uh, Jed Howard, I believe is going to be really good. He's underrated. Juwan Howard's son. Auburn, Virginia, Villanova, Bama, and San Diego State end up my top 20. Uh, the two things I want to point out from that is Virginia and Villanova. I've read a whole bunch about Virginia winning the ACC this year. Yeah, uh, I've seen that by a lot of people. They say Tony Bennett's got his team back to where he needs it to be, so I'm interested to see how they go. Villanova coming in at, uh, I believe, 18 here is uh, unknown territory for them. I don't think they've been ranked that low in quite a while now, but with the departure of Jay Wright and the departure of a lot of their players, it'd be interesting to see what Kyle Neptune does with them. Yeah, it's going to be a in, definitely a transition period for, for, for Villanova this year, I think. Yes. And then I'll just rattle off 20, 20 through or twenty one through twenty five here is Oregon, Illinois, Texas Tech, Purdue, Ohio State. And to end my top thirty, I got five that are Miami, USC, Michigan State, and Dayton. Wow. And that that'll Dayton. end my top thirty there. Dayton USC, and a lot of uh, interesting what you know about what, what you think about USC this year. USC they got um What's his name? Trey White. Trey White, six foot seven guard, can really shoot the ball. He's in this year. Um, finally, there's a time in USC without the Mobley brothers there. It's been a while, yeah. but there's finally no Mobley. So we'll see how they go with not that. Not a third one on the way up. Not that think? I know of. No, not that I know <laughs> of. Uh, they got. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Um, big white guard they had last year. He's been there. I think this is his third year. I really like his game. Uh, right. I, I it'd be interesting to see what Andy Anfield does there. I think he's going into like his tenth year there, which is crazy because he came from Florida Gulf Coast, and it doesn't feel like that long ago Florida Gulf Coast was that big of a team. Yeah. But I think he's entering his tenth year at USC. So see if he can finally bring that program to where everybody thought he could. You know, I think he's underachieved. To absolutely uh, today. for to an extent uh, for what he did at Florida Gulf Coast and yeah what they thought the expectations were going to be there. Boogie Ellis still still part of that. Boogie USC Ellis still at USC. Well. That is true. Boogie Ellis. He had a good year last year. Um, yeah. That rounds out my top 30, though. We got Dayton there at 30. Uh, a lot of t- a lot of places you look, they got Dayton at 25. And 
I just couldn't wrap my head around Dayton being in the preseason top 25. Now I can see them playing their way there, but I just can't can't get myself to put them preseason up in the yeah, top. Yeah, especially 25. especially with the conference they play. Yeah, stuff they don't play anybody. So right. But, but yeah, so I think that, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of parity in the college well college basketball this year. Not a lot of young teams, a lot of young talent, like always, mm-hmm. which with how things are nowadays. But I will mention a name to look out for this year as a player yeah. is Indiana's Jalen Hood Shafino. He say that one more time. So Jalen Hood Shafino. Shafino. Been oh. talked about as being like a six foot six Russell Westbrook. Uh, not as athletic, not as dominant that way, just more or less in the way he sees the game. Yeah. A triple-double monster. I, I believe if he plays as good as people think they're going to be, I think Mike Woodson will get them where they need to be. Have them, yeah, and he already a lot better there than I thought he was going to be. Is for yeah, sure. I agree. Uh, I did not, not think him making the transition from NBA to, mm-hmm. to college was going to go as you know smoothly as it has. That's, I agree. Uh well, that rounds out my top 30, so I guess next we'll go into... Um, yeah, just kind of maybe wrap up things to college basketball. You can mm-hmm. give us maybe your, you know, some of the guys you want to look out for or who you think you might win uh, some of the season season awards. I'll give you uh, my coach of the year preseason is Kelvin Sampson. I love that uh, I talked about him earlier. don't really need to dive back into it. He does wonderful things with less talented teams, and I believe this year his team is... Not as talented as others, but it's probably one of the most talented teams he's had there in a while. Yeah, and and, and has every argument to be a number one seed this mm-hmm. year in the tournament. I agree. They I, have them a, they I have them as do. one of my four number one seeds. Uh, wouldn't be surprising to me if, if North Carolina wins it, if Hubert Davis is head coach of the year. Right. You know, if they, have the season, yeah, if they have the season they're supposed to have, it wouldn't surprise me. And then my sleeper is Mike Woodson. Uh, again, if Jalen Hood Shafino is playing at the level people think he's going to play at, then he should he should be talked about. You got anybody for coach of the year? Uh, I I like my guy Porter Moser. I like my guy yeah, Porter. Porter. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, no, no. I I kind of want to see uh, what 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 uh, happens at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Bennett. I like to see what he can he can kind of put the team back back on the map. I, I feel like they've taken a step back. So the, I, not necessarily I, that I, it's a great pick for me, but I think it's something that could happen. And it's a, it's a sleepy pick I'd like to see happen. I mean, I don't think saying Tony Bennett for coach of the year is ever a bad pick ever. I mean, yeah. he, he's just, he's an incredible coach. He gets things done. Right. Um, so next, yeah, next I'll go into my player of the year preseason, just my, who I think it'll be. I have three. I think, again, it depends on the season we have. The Tar Heels, if they dominate like they're supposed to, Armando Baycott will yeah. win preseason player of the year. If it's not Mondo, I got Drew Timmy. I don't see a way, a world in which Drew Timmy doesn't absolutely dominate this year. Nobody could guard him this year. I don't think anybody will guard or nobody could guard him last year. I don't think anybody can guard him this year. Yeah. And then to end, I got Marcus Sasser out of Indiana. Or out of Houston, I believe. I mean, uh, yeah, coming off an injury where he didn't play last year, but if you watched Houston two years ago, that dude is an absolute bucket, and he can get hot in an instant. I like him for this award. Excited don't to have, see him play a lot more this year for sure. Yeah, don't have Oscar Shiboy on here. There hasn't been back to back National Player of the Year since Ralph Sampson did it back in the day, and. I don't think Oscar Shiboy coming off of a knee surgery is going to reach what he did last year. So I don't have right. him on here. So, so I have two guys that I, I, I would like to, that I think could uh, do, you know, have a chance in this, in this running uh, and going to be big parts of their, of their teams this year and be on really good teams. And I, my first one's Tracy Jackson Davis with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, six, nine in Indiana. And I think, he almost almost averaged a double double last year. Uh, I think he could be a twenty and ten guy for them, and yeah. can score from all around the floor. He, he's great inside, but also can make a jumper when he needs to. Um, but my second guy is uh, who I loved watching play a lot last year, and that was I, I'm I'm a butcher. His last name is uh, Jamie Chakez Jr. Hawkes Jr. Is that right? Jaime Hawkes. Jaime Hawkes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Forget the J's. Uh, but yeah, Hami Hawkins out of uh, UCLA, I think, is another guy that can take another, go to another level. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good with uh, his 
his wingman last year, so I think uh, that he could be a, a really good uh, playmaker for them this year. Plays the game a lot like Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. Yeah. Just real slow, yeah. real steady, doesn't do a whole lot. Does not him. look like a great basketball player, you know, physically. But he, but... he is and he has been. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's who I got in mind. I think Baycott of North Carolina does what they're supposed to. I don't think it's a, that big of a homer pick to have Baycott doing it. I mean, the dude had a double-double in every game last year on a, ter- on a destroyed Just, ankle. Yeah, I mean – was dominating the boards. Yeah, had like 20 rebounds on one ankle. So, like, yeah. dude's a freak. Um, my four number one seeds, just to get into my preseason, is I got UNC, Houston, Gonzaga, and then I'm torn between UCLA and Tennessee. Uh, yeah. I think it depends on how those go, but those are my four one seeds. Who, Marshall, who you got winning the championship this year? Uh. I'm gonna go with Houston. I love Houston okay. and what they're what they're bringing back this year. And Kelvin Sampson, I feel like, just has a very good system going there. And market, like you said, Marcus Sasser, adding him back into the fold is it's gonna mm-hmm. be a, a really fun watch. That's who I would I, I think is my uh, pick. I don't else. hate that pick at all. I I think that's a real good pick. I think it's pretty obvious who mine's gonna be. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, baby. I think. You know, and then again, I don't want this to seem like a homer pick, but you just look at the look at the stats. The last time North Carolina won, twenty seventeen, we lost the year before, mm-hmm. and then brought back almost that entire team, and we yeah. won. Every time North Carolina wins, they're old, and we're yeah. old this year, and we're coming off of you know we lost to Villanova in sixteen, we lost Marcus Page, lost Nate Britt, and then came back. Ran it back with Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks, Joel Berry, that whole team, and Justin Jackson, and then just beat Gonzaga in the championship game. Took some time off from being dominant. Championship game last year, up 15 at half. I absolutely despise being up double digits at half because people get complacent. I knew that was going to happen. Kansas came back. Kansas won it. We returned our entire team outside of Brady Manick, which we couldn't. And... Refilled him with Pete Nance from Northwestern, who does everything on the basketball court better than Brady Manick besides shoot it, and he's still a pretty good shooter. You know, I think Hubert Davis they're, is going to have the boys shooter. rolling early, and I think we're uh, I think we're going yeah, another year in another year in Hubert Davis's system too. That doesn't mm-hmm. hurt anything more exactly. more, consist, more consistency there too. So it's, it yep. should be it should be a good year. Excited to get started, and then. Uh, I'll wrap up the college basketball segment here and bring us to the end of our podcast with my my three college basketball games of the week. So, again, not a lot of major matchups this week. It's the beginning of the year. Everybody plays a bunch of nobodies. Uh, games I do like, though, we'll start off with an easy pick. It'll be on Friday. It's Michigan State versus Gonzaga. I saw this one. Excited mm-hmm. for this. Michigan State not ranked coming into the year. Not ranked coming in. Tom Izzo, take it personally. Uh Gonzaga will be one of the only programs that has to play teams like this early because of how weak their conference is, especially this year. I think the rest of that conference takes a step back, yeah. except Gonzaga. So, you know, that's an interesting one. Gonzaga might have might be a little tight coming into that game, knowing they have to win these games. It really yeah. hurts if they don't win these early. Especially, yeah, seeding and everything. Matters so, I like that one. I like to watch out for this one. And then my next one is... Uh, also on Friday, the 11th, it's Michigan versus Eastern Michigan. And that is simply because uh, Imani Bates is there. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason I – That's the only thing see I see him play some basketball. Yeah, and, you know, I'm looking forward to Michigan. I'm not a big Michigan fan. I don't like Jawan Howard. Uh, Hunter Dickinson makes me want to punch myself in the face, but he's a really good <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. Jet Howard's there. Kobe Bufkin's there. That's a good team. But Michigan seems to have those type of guys that makes you want to punch yourself in the face. Always. Always. But it would not surprise me. You know, they come into this game versus Eastern Michigan, and Amani Bates goes crazy, lives up to his hype, and see what happens. Also wouldn't surprise me if Michigan wins by 40. I just, out of the games right. this week, that's one I picked. And then the one I'm actually most excited about is uh, Louisville versus Bellarmine. Bellarmine. And, uh, well, I don't know that if you've name been will never probably get another mention on this podcast. Well, here unless unless they win Thursday, <laughs> unless they win, 
And here's why. I don't know if you saw this, if you kept up with it. Louisville lost to Division Two Lenore Rhine in an exhibition game. Oh, man. It's Kenny um, Payne's first year good. at Louisville. It's Kenny Payne's first year at Louisville. They don't have a lot of good basketball players there. They scored 47 points on Division Two Lenore Rhine. Bellarmine so was going to come into KFC Yum Center. I think and... Bellarmine was 10 games over 500 last year. Played, um, who did they play? They played somebody to 13 points, somebody really good, a D1 program. They play a lot of D1 programs. They get this a lot. Yeah. Again, Kenny Payne's first year. Louisville lost to Lenore Ryan. Probably not a lot of connectivity over there in that Louisville locker room. Would not surprise me if Bellarmine pulls off an upset. I'm actually really excited about that game. Uh, excited for that one. So you said that's Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, yes. We'll have to keep an eye on that one for sure. I, I will be watching that, I promise. ACC Network. Yep, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, man. College basketball is here. The NBA is in full swing. Um, that brings us to the end of our uh, first episode of the Corner Three Podcast. Again, if you're listening or watching, stick with us a couple of episodes. I promise it'll get better. But over that, you got anything to say, Marsh? No, look forward to this and uh, following the uh, NBA and college basketball. Excited to keep going. Yep, we'll try and record an episode every Sunday, I think, is our plan right now, and have it released preferably by Monday, Tuesday of the next week. So, uh, yeah. I guess that brings us to an end here. See you, Marsh. All right. Peace.